everybody, and welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. Where have you been? Coming to you from the heart of South Louisiana, close enough to New Orleans that I can hear second lines playing on a clear night, and the smell of etouffee is not far behind it. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Thank you all for joining me today. And first things first, want to give out a big congratulations to the giveaway winner for the Roku Express Plus, Philip Mathern. And thank you again to everybody that entered. If you didn't win, I'm sorry, but I will do another giveaway in the future so you can keep trying. I promise I will keep doing them. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to do the next one, but I can promise you I will let you know as soon as I, as soon as I figure it out. So keep that in mind as we go along. And also, you can keep watching the Facebook page at Down South IT and follow that page. I'm always putting stuff on there along with the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com. Everything going on with the podcast is going to be in one of those two places, most likely both places. But it, for the most part, it's going to be at least on the Facebook page. So if you want to follow that one, you catch up and get everything that's going on with the podcast. And speaking of the website, you can also find all the links to all the different platforms that the podcast is on. The blog, the YouTube channel, show prep area, which is going to be very handy today, I can promise. You can check out uh, after the after this episode. And of course, that's going to be under the embedded player on the website. And just find, just look for the show prep icon, click on that, and it'll bring you right to it. So it'll be very handy after today's episode. But not just that, there's also all the links to all the different podcast pages that I have, including SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and believe it or not, now on iHeartRadio. So you can catch me on the iHeartRadio app. You can find the link right there on the website. It's right there at the top. You can't miss it. And if you want to get me on, get the podcast on another platform, please let me know. I'm trying to get on most of the big ones. And I think I've got a bunch of them, but if there's one that you use that I don't know about, by all means, hit me up, send me an email, downsouthit at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to get the podcast on that, that uh, platform. So I just want to get it out anywhere and everywhere that I can. And if I don't happen to know of one of the the different platforms, please, by all means, hit me up, let me know, and I'll do what I can to get it on there for you. So now that we got the housekeeping out the way, let's go ahead and get into the fun stuff. So in today's interconnected world with cell phones and Wi-Fi, Internet of Things, devices, not to mention laptops, desktops, and everything, data, our data is constantly being transmitted over the Internet but what if you wanted an extra layer of protection? Could you get around services that pull your location over the internet? What if you just like the idea of having a secure connection while you're in a coffee shop on a public Wi-Fi network? So you know nobody's going to snoop in on your online shopping or your browsing or anything like that. You can do these things and you can do a lot more with a VPN. And VPN is actually called a virtual private network. And according to Wikipedia, and mind you, this is going to be a little bit long definition, but I'll simplify it after the fact. A virtual private network extends a private network across a public network and enables users to send and receive data across shared or public networks as if their computing devices were directly connected to the private network. Applications running on a computer device, examples, a laptop, desktop, smartphone, 
across a VPN may therefore benefit from the functionality, security, and management of the private network. Encryption is common, though not inherent part of VPN connections. A VPN is created by establishing a virtual point-to-point connection through the use of dedicated circuits or tunneling protocols over existing networks. A VPN available from the public internet can provide some benefits of a wide area network. From a user perspective, the resources available within the private network can be accessed remotely. So to simplify all that, a VPN is an encrypted tunnel that your data passes through to connect to your VPN provider's network. So if you're in Chicago at a coffee shop or something and you connect to your VPN to their server in San Francisco, everything that you do while you're connected to that VPN is just as if you're sitting at a computer in San Francisco. But the added benefit of it is that if anything wants your location, like ads or anything, any kind of tracking thing like that going on, all they see is the location in San Francisco. They're not going to see actually where you are, wherever your VPN is connected to, wherever that server is, that's what all everything's going to point to. It's not going to point back to you. So that anonymity is nice, especially if you're on public Wi-Fi where there's not a whole lot or even sometimes there's no safeguards, period, even if there is a password to get into it. So public Wi-Fi, even if it has a password, doesn't mean that it's 100% safe. So to be honest, I tend not to use public Wi-Fi unless I absolutely have to. Uh, even at hotels, when I'm out of town for work, I, I try to stay away from using their wireless network. I will get on their network, but I usually do it hardwired. You know, they do have a lot of hotels have the option to plug in an Ethernet cable to an outlet in the room. That's usually my go to. I usually do that. And I have <laughs> I actually have a travel router that I bring with me. So all of my devices connect to that router and then go wired through their network. So it's a little bit safer doing it that way. It's a lot more equipment, of course, and I got to catalog all that stuff around, but it makes me feel a little bit better doing it. Now, if I really have to, I will get on a public Wi-Fi, but if I do, I always get on a VPN. I never get on a public Wi-Fi unless I'm on a VPN. Just for the mere fact is you don't know who else is on that, that network. You don't know who else is on that that public Wi-Fi hotspot. So, and it, the other, there is one other uh, way you can get around that too. If if you don't, if you have an unlimited data plan, or if you have a data plan with a high cap, like if you have ten or twenty gigs of data a month, and you know you're not going to be on it very long, you can always use the hotspot from your phone. There's a couple of good reasons to do that. One is you're going to get all of the same speed that your mobile carrier does. So if you're on 4G, you're going to get 4G speed from it. And the hotspots are only about 20 to 30 feet wide. So you're not, it's not going to be that it's a very big network. Your phone doesn't broadcast very far away. So for one, if somebody does happen to try to get on that Wi-Fi hotspot, your phone lights up and you know. So that's one way. The other way is nine times out of 10, if somebody wants to try to snoop or hack on you while you're using a hotspot like that, they're not going to want to do it sitting at the next table from you as just way too close for comfort. And they're not going to try to do anything nefarious from that close. 
VPNs are always good when you're on a public Wi-Fi. Now, with VPNs, there are a couple of different ways that they're used. Check the show prep for this episode. They do have a couple of diagrams on them. I tried looking up the diagrams that I was thinking of to kind of illustrate the two different ways that these work, but I couldn't find any of them. All of the ones that I looked for were kind of crap. So I basically just had to make my own. So basically there's two, two ways that it works. First is you connect from your PC through VPN over your existing internet connection to a VPN server. And then from the VPN server, all the pages that you visit, everything like that, all your traffic goes out to the internet from that point. Now with this type of connection, even your internet provider can't see what you're doing. So they usually have tools to track what sites you visit, what kind of browsing history you do and stuff like that. And they will sell that data to third-party companies that'll send you online ads. And that's pretty much what happens whenever you search for something on Amazon and for the next two weeks, you're seeing ads for whatever it was that you search for. So now to be fair, if you use a VPN, that's not going to stop all the ads that you get. Okay. That it, it, sometimes it does block them. It will give them the wrong location that you're in. So you won't have to, that'll be kind of, kind of funky if you're trying to find, uh, like, stock at a, at a certain store, you're going to have to change the location and that kind of thing, but it won't stop all the ads, but it'll stop the targeted ones. Like the ones on the Amazon search. Like I just said, you can still get ads, but what they're going to do is they're going to be a lot more generic and they're not going to be tailored directly to what you search for. So if you really want to stop ads completely, or at least 95% of them, Wait until the next podcast episode. I got something really cool that's going to help with that. And I can tell you now, that's about probably the only teaser that I can give you. So just hang on with me till next episode. And we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. I can promise you. So, but the other use for a VPN is going to be, especially uh, the VPN setup, like the, the first one is going to be streaming video from different parts of the, of the world. Let's say for the sake of argument, your favorite TV show is based out of London and their episodes, brand new episodes air on Monday nights, but you can't stream it until later in the week because you're here in the States. You can use a VPN and just connect to a server in England, either watch the show live or you can watch it a lot sooner just simply because the all, for all the streaming service knows you're in London sitting at a computer over there. So you can do that. And another scenario, and in fact, I see this a lot on message boards too, is for some reason for work, you have to go overseas and you want to watch your normal TV shows, but the country that you're in blocks streaming services like Hulu or YouTube TV or something like that. So, and they got even some that block video chats, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, you can use a VPN, use a VPN to connect back to the, to a server back in the States and you can watch your TV shows or video chat with family, just like they were across the street. That's pretty cool. Now, granted that won't work all the time because there's some countries that even block VPN services completely so that people can't do what I was just suggesting, but it kind of depends on where you're at in that scenario. 
Now, the second way a VPN can be used is normally it's used in an enterprise or commercial environment, it's, but you can use it for your home network too. If you've worked for a large company and they've issued you a laptop or you know a phone or anything like that, a lot of times those laptops will have a VPN installed so that you can connect back to the company network and use the company resources while you're not on site. So this VPN uses your internet connection to securely connect back to the company's VPN server so you can get into the corporate network. In fact, I do this a lot with my job. And to be honest, the, my company laptop is so locked down with security, I can barely get online out. I can't even get out online outside of the office without being on VPN. So with that one, it's either VPN or nothing. And they want that's mainly because they want to control what goes in and out of that laptop. And I, I understand that. I understand the logic behind it. You can never be too careful in today's world, especially with all the data going around. And when you add in data from customers, when you add that into the mix on a, on a large network, then you really get paranoid because of all the breaches, who has access to what data and when. Every time we hear about a breach at a company now that it was hacked, it's hundreds of thousands or millions of customers' data that was taken. And that's why whenever you have a large company like that, you have to look out for your customers. You know, as, especially the way people like to sue after something like that nowadays. So you have to take as many precautions and as many measures as you can to protect your network, your customers' data, your proprietary data, if you have any. So you have to protect all of that. And that's one way to do it is using a VPN. You control who gets access to what. Now that we know what a VPN is and what it can do, what kind of VPNs are out there that we can use? Uh, they got a ton of providers out there, but I can tell you one thing. Don't ever use a free VPN service. They're free for a reason. They're free because they're making money some kind of way besides charging you a subscription. So nine times out of 10, they're going to be selling your browsing habits and third party to third parties, just like your ISP does. So they're making money some kind of way. There's no, there is no such thing as a free meal. Okay. So the other big thing is they may not all be that secure. If it's free, a lot of times they use older technology. They use older protocols that are very easy to break or snoop in on. So the decryption is readily available for a lot of that. So somebody can still snoop even if you're on the VPN. So now granted, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't have to use a free service, but I would very highly advise against it if you had to. And using a VPN service is not very, it's not very expensive, especially for the, the added peace of mind that you get. A lot of the VPN services now are very reasonable with their pricing. They're getting more popular, so the prices have been coming down even more lately. And I'm gonna give you a few really good ones, but to to really know what you want and what you need, you're gonna have to do your own research and see what's the best fit for your situation. So before I go through these, granted, I have not been paid by any of these companies. I'm just recommending them to you because I know their reputation and their services. And a couple of them I have used in the past, and I will state state that, and I'll give you my opinion based on my experience with them, but I have not been paid or anything from these companies. Now, I have links and all the pricing on the show prep page for this episode. This is why I said this was important. 
So if you head to the website, Down South IT Podcast, and look under the show prep, you'll find all the pricing, all everything for all of these. So go ahead and do that after the, the show. So that way you don't have to worry about finding websites or pricing or anything like that. Everything's there. So you can, it's, I made it very easy for you. So starting off, Norton Secure VPN. Now, Norton and Symantec have been leaders in IT security for a long, long time. They've had antivirus software, their trusted name with security, especially on uh, PCs, servers, everything. Their VPN service is probably the most well-known right now. They're pushing, they're pushing it hard, especially with a lot of different advertisers. Uh, I haven't used it personally, but from what I'm read, it's easy to use and they make it very clear they do not track what you do or keep logs of your activity while using their service, which is always nice. Connections are fast and reliable enough to stream video, but what it does, it does lack a couple of basic features like a kill switch. And what a kill switch is, is if for some reason the connection to the VPN cuts off, it cuts off your network connection also. That way you don't have an unsecured connection. So if you have a kill switch on and your connection drops to the VPN, the whole thing drops. That way you stay safe. Uh, once you connect back to the VPN, everything will work, you know, easy peasy, no big deal. But that way, just in, just on the off chance, you're not just trying to do, you know, while you're doing anything, you're going to be safe the entire time. So it's a good, reliable connection. Cost is pretty good. The cost will go up after the first year, like most things. There are a couple of options for the plans and they're based on how many devices you're going to be using it with. So here's the breakdown for one device. It's $4.99 a month plus, and all of these are plus tax, by the way. Annually, if you want to pay just once a year, it's 40 bucks, $39.99 for the first year. After that, it's going to be $49.99 a year for five devices. It's $7.99 a month. Uh, if you want to pay annually, it's $39.99 for the first year, $79.99 after that. 10 devices, it's $9.99 a month or $59.99 annually for the first year, $99.99 after that. So after the first year, there's a kind of big price jump. But, you know, if you pay for the whole year, you save a little bit of money. There's no contract with them. So you can try it for a month or so and see if you like it, if that's what you want to do. Uh, their service does cover PCs, Macs, Android phones, tablets. Uh, Apple phones and iPads, but if you do happen to run something with Linux on it, then you're kind of out of luck. So <laughs> they don't cover anything with Linux. Um, they do have 1,500 different servers worldwide, so you can connect just about anywhere in the world. So if you're looking, and also they don't uh, let you use torrent services while you're on it. So for if you're using a torrent downloader, for some unknown reason, in air quotes, because usually if you use a torrent, there's a reason for it. But I can't advise you to use it. So you would be disappointed because they do block BitTorrent clients. So you can't use a torrent client with, with Norton Secure VPN. But next up is IPVanish. Now, this is actually the VPN that I'm using right now. It's easy to set up. The connections are good. It's stable. You can stream video with it. You can stream audio with it without a problem. Uh, you doing some speed testing. I My current speed at my house is about 300 down and about 40 up. And I usually get between 40 and 50 down and 20 to 30 up, which is 
I mean, it's it's good. It, it there's no problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. So there's more than a knife, more than enough uh, bandwidth per device to stream just about anything that you want to do normally on the web. They do have a few features that Norton doesn't. They do have a kill switch for your connection. They have the option to use a random port on the VPN server every time you connect just to kind of keep things a little bit more anonymous. You can choose the type of connection that you want to make also. Uh, they have five different protocols that you can use. They have 1,300 servers in 75 countries. They won't limit your bandwidth at all. They do not track or keep any logs of your activities while you're connected, which is very nice. And they have a ton of options as far as devices too. They do PC, Mac, Android, iOS, Chrome OS, Linux, Windows phones, Fire TVs, and even they have some versions of their software for routers. So you can actually set it up on your router and be on a VPN for your entire network, not just the device that you happen to be using. You can set it up on your router and have it throughout your entire network. So that's kind of cool. They do uh, charge you. A, it's a little bit more, but it's not too bad for it's actually $10 a month uh, right now, but their pricing may go up. Uh, so everything's subject, subject to change as of this recording. But right now it's $10 a month. Uh, regular is $11.99. And these are all for 10 devices too. So you can use 10 devices or less than that, whatever you want. But it's up to 10 devices per account. $26.99 is every three months. Regular is $35.97 every three months and right now it's 77.99 a year regular is 143 143.88 i'm sorry so and they do have a seven day guarantee so if you don't like the service you can cancel it within that first week and get your money back so at least there's not a bad deal to try them out so next up is going to be nord vpn and n-o-r-d this is one i researched but i really hadn't used them before uh they got a 30 month 30 day money back guarantee so if you aren't satisfied in the first month, cancel, get your money back. They have military-grade encryption or 256-bit AES encryption. Strict no-logging policy, kill switch, just like IP Vanish. And they also have DNS leak protection. And that's on the off chance that if you go into a website, that the DNS server you, uh, you poll is not send something over the regular IP rather than over the VPN that it'll just drop that connection and go to a different DNS server. So that, that'll, kind of, that'll keep you safe from having to split or not transmit anything outside of that encrypted connection. So that's a nice feature also. And they also have a feature that's found in the Tor browser. And Tor browser is actually called the Onion Router. And what it does is instead of directly connecting to a website, so say you want to go to Facebook or whatever. You don't just connect from your computer to Facebook. The Onion Router actually has multiple layers of encryption and it'll actually jump through several different computers, several different connector connections, and it'll do it randomly just to make the connection that you're making hard to trace back to you. And it makes it completely anonymous. So if you really want to be secure, this is a nice feature. The only downside to it is that it's since it has to go through so many different connections before you actually get to where you're going, the load times for websites and stuff will be a little bit slower. 
But once you get to where you're going, things will pick up and it runs at a good pace. So Nord is available for PC, Mac, Android, iPhone, Android uh, TV, Linux, and they have extensions for the Chrome and Firefox browsers. Uh, they do have f over 5,000 servers in 60 countries. You can connect up to six devices at a time. And their pricing is $11.95 a month. Or you can do $83.88 for one year. And that's at the time of this recording. But the price could change soon to $143.40 for the, first, for the year. $95.75 for two years. Normal price is $286.80. Or it could be... For three years, it's $107.55. Regular price for that is actually going to be $430.20. So if you get into that one now, then you get a nice little price break. So that might be something to look into. And last but not least, we have PIA or Private Internet Access. Now, I've used this one in the past, but I did have a few issues with it while I was running my Plex server. So that's why I moved on from them and went with IPVanish. But if I wasn't using any kind of Plex server or anything like that, I probably would still be using them today because they were, they were very easy to set up and use. Speeds were good. And the only thing that really I didn't like was that they actually generate your username and password instead of you being able to choose your own. So I thought that was kind of weird. But it's been a while since I have used the service, so they may have changed that since then. But if not... It may be something, just kind of be prepared for it if that, this is who you're looking for. They do have a lot of the same features as the others. Uh, they do only have about 30 gateways, but those 30 gateways have connect to 3,300 servers. So there's plenty of po possible connections out there. PIA is available on PC, Mac, iPhone, iPad, several different Linux platforms, Android devices, and they actually have a few different versions for DDWRT and tomato routers. If you happen to have one, they have a seven day money back guarantee, no logging or tracking, unlimited bandwidth, and you can have up to 10 devices per account. So their pricing, and of course this may change, so mileage may vary, uh, $6.95 a month, normally $9.95. Uh, right now it's $35.95 for six months, normally $59.70 and $39.99 for the year and it's normally $119.40 so again if you usually whenever you pay annually you do get a little bit of a discount so that's something to look into also while you while you're checking these out now i do hope i kind of gave you a little bit more insight into what a vpn actually does and what it can do for you not only to get the content on the internet that you want but to do it safely so again, if you want to sign up for one of these services, do your own homework. But to answer the big question, do you actually need a VPN? Well, really and truly, it depends on your situation. And it depends on what you, you're going to use it for. If you have a tablet or a laptop that you use and you use Wi-Fi away from home a lot, you know, or anything like that, I would, I would definitely encourage you to look into it or get one. Or even if you just spend a lot of time online and you don't want anyone seeing your online habits and tracking you, like your ISPs or anything like that, then, yeah, go ahead and take a look at it. But if you spend a lot of time at home, you use a ad tracking, ad blocker and a tracking blocker on your browser, 
to minimize some of the junk and speed up your browsing a little bit, you know, and as long as you know that your ISP is seeing everything that you're doing and everywhere you go, then, you know, you can probably pawn it off and not, not worry about it too, too much. But I do feel that with so much of the information that's out there about us already and the threats that are out there to all the different networks that all our information is saved on, it's almost not a requirement, but it's almost a good practice nowadays. And it's going to be more common, but to have a VPN and use a VPN on a regular basis will be a lot more commonplace. And I think it's actually probably good practice to do it. Now, especially with the prices coming down and everything being so easy to sign up or even switch the service after you've used it for a little while, you can always bounce around. Usually these companies don't have any kind of contracts with their VPN services. So if you want to jump, tuck tail and run to a different one, there's no problem, no cancellations, no fees, no nothing like that. So you can just switch. It's very easy. So if you want to, that's one thing to look into too while you're doing your own homework. Because at the end of the day, a VPN will give you peace of mind. And my peace of mind is that you're taking the time to listen to me. And I do appreciate all of you for that. I'll, I'll always tell you, you guys how much I, I, I appreciate you. And again, you don't have to remember all the pricing or all the websites or anything like that to anything I've talked about. Everything's going to be up in the show prep. Just head over to downsouthitpodcast.com. Everything will be on there. Uh, it'll be on there pretty much right after the podcast drops. So take some time, explore the site while you're there. I've got a ton of stuff on there and I'm going to keep adding on to it. You can also head to the Facebook page at down South it catch up on everything there as well. If there's something you want to hear about on the pod, let me know. Just hit me an email down South it at gmail.com. I'll make it happen. Um, I, I want to get your feedback and I want to know what you want to hear about. So, and as I always like to end every podcast, paraphrase from Albert Hubbard, technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out there, be extraordinary today. Thanks again for listening. Congrats one last time to our big giveaway winner, Philip Mathern. Stay tuned because I'm just getting started, you guys. I'll catch you all next time on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.